This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have on Lauren from Stories Incorporated, and we're going to be talking about the nine, and this is important, the nine, let me see here, the the nine mistakes. See how I did that? And I was actually going to spell that incorrectly, just to see if you notice, like call it mistakes. Uh, companies make when telling their story. So Lauren, A, do me a favor and introduce both yourself and also introduce Stories Incorporated. Sure. Hi, thanks for um, having me on. I sure. am a fan of Recruiting Daily and yours as well. And uh, I'm Lauren Sargent. I am a co-founder and partner in Stories Incorporated. And prior to starting Stories Incorporated, I was a recruiter for nine years in both agency and corporate environments. And uh, Stories Inc. creates recruitment marketing content based on employee stories. Um, so the first part of what we do is to uncover stories that really show your culture. And the second is that we create the content to help you build your channels. So career sites, uh, social channels, um, review site pages, whatever, wherever candidates are searching for you, we can create content um, that speaks to them directly. So nine mistakes that, uh, that companies make in general when trying to tell their story. Let's just go through them real quick. Let's, uh, let's go through yeah. the list, uh, one through nine, and, and see what we have. Yes. Uh, all of these nine mistakes, what they have in common is that they are not, they, they are not giving candidates clarity. That's the purpose in creating recruitment marketing and culture content is to give insight to candidates. So that is all these nine mistakes, they all eventually lead to not giving clarity to candidates. Right. Uh, but here's, here's what I would say nine, uh, nine mistakes are. First is not focusing on the employee storyteller. So the person that you're getting the great content from that you're going to create the content from, um, not focusing on their experience is the first mistake. Um, the second is to, is to get distracted by um, employees you're interviewing that sound really smart and you're like so into it, but they actually don't have any substance. They're not giving insight. Um, so sounding smart, but no substance would be the second mistake. The third would be confusing generalities with storytelling. So saying things like, you know, I could bring my whole self to work is not a story. It's, it's a general statement and it's great to feel that way, but no, no insight to candidates there. Um, not being specific in the story, that would be a, a mistake not including the cultural takeaway for candidates. So candidates hearing or, or viewing, watching a story and then not understanding the, the bigger picture of what that's actually saying about the culture, that would be a mistake. Um, creating content that, don't, that doesn't bring um, the personal experiences of employees to life, that's a total mistake. Uh, not creating content that features several perspectives to show like a, a a pervasive or universal culture, that would be a mistake. And then the flip side is not actually going deep on one person's story, um, being too surface level and, and not really um, going deep in the story, that would be a mistake. And the last would be, which is very important, not honoring the story, not doing it justice. So that means, you know, 
not having uh, great visuals, um, terrible sound, uh, right. awful backgrounds that candidates aren't going to even be able to sit through to get to the story because it's, it's so hard to focus on it. Yeah. It's, you've just told a wonderful story and like the, the photo of the person you're talking about is blurry. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you can't hear them. They're like so engaging, but like the, the, the audio is muffled. There's a lawn mower in the background. <laughs> so, so in an effort to create clarity, um, yeah. on the, on the path to clear, creating clarity for candidates, we either accidentally, or, you know, maybe we're not even thinking about it. We create confusion. Yes. Yes. So what do, what do candidates uh, through these mistakes, what do well, you know, it's too easy to X out of stuff, you know, whenever you're, you know, as a yep. candidate, it's too yep. easy. There's a career page. You look through it. You're like, mm-hmm, click. Mm -hmm. it's too easy to get out of it. What are they, what are they looking for other than, the not not finding the mistakes what's something that really grabs them and pulls them into that story seeing um and hearing from someone like themselves yeah that's really important yeah so um you know understanding um if you're a woman in tech you know something like 30 percent of women in tech leave because of the culture leave the industry entirely because of the culture right. so if that's who you are making sure you have content if that's who you're looking to attract, making sure you have content of several women that talk about mentorship, um, the different projects, how they're supported specifically at work, you know, share real people sharing stories that are similar to your situation. At the same time, making sure you have um, content that shows it's for real. So a really good example of that would be, I don't want to, you know, shame the company, but we, right, were, right, right. Um, <laughs> we were working with the company where they have one visual on their site that was compelling but it was of a white man saying the interview process is so easy for me and I'm like, <laughs> hey i mean that hey good good for that guy and yeah, maybe we maybe no. we flesh it out a little bit more but you also absolutely need to have other people talking about how easy it was for them you know you can't right. have the one perspective and expect it so you know that's that's really um important too so that's See, that, really what cancer that would have been really funny if it was done sarcastically yeah, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if that was a bit, that would be a really funny bit. Unfortunately, it was really easy for me to advance. It was really yeah. easy for yeah. me to get my voice heard. You know, like those things that turns out white privilege, <laughs> white male, white male privilege, you know, afforded me a bunch of opportunities. Huh. Yeah. Now that would be funny if it if it weren't funny, and yeah. it, it clearly right. isn't funny. So, so one of the things. Uh, and I, and I already think I know the answer around stock photos. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I, I witnessed, um, I think it was Richard Mosley actually years ago did an analysis of the diversity pages on the oh, fortune yeah. 500 and, and he analyzed the, the iconography, um, and imagery. And he also analyzed the language and, you know, not to say they were all the same is not the, is not proper and it wouldn't do Richard justice, but he would literally go from slide to slide and, you know, company names aside and go, here's their diversity page, click, here's another company, click, same thing. Yeah. And so how often do you see 
you know, that is a mistake as in, in terms of looking, navel gazing, looking at maybe your mm-hmm. peers or someone else or someone that does it well. I mean, we all fell in love with Zappos culture, mm-hmm. you know, a, a while back. And so everyone wanted to become Zappos. So maybe it's not even in someone in our industry, but we've, you know, how often do you see that as a mistake that they, they, well, your customer or somebody that you interact with says, I love what they're doing. Let's do that. Yes. So I would say I, we see it a lot. It's th- this year, there's been a lot of attention, which has been very positive about correcting these mistakes and doing right. it in a way that's uh, not performative, like that's, that's doing some real work and reflecting that. I'd say the images are one thing, surely seeing the exact same stock images from company to company, that's still yeah. absolutely happening. Like the same. The you know. diversity hands. We have the yeah, diversity hands. Exactly. Yeah, but that is still absolutely happening. Um, although less and less, I'd say one thing that um, a couple of years ago, what we did is we looked at all the pages, diversity pages and, and the and career pages about the language. And it was always like talking about uh, we're an inclusive uh I think so now I'm going to lose it, but we had, we found basically the same statement on like 20% mm-hmm. of pages, which was like, yeah. we're committed to diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And for us, you know, the big thing is like, where's the proof? Yeah. So it was, it was really hard. It's like the same language that you're seeing, which is going to become like in one, you know, like you're not going to absorb it. Cause it's like, you're seeing the same as a candidate, you're seeing the same, but there's also no proof. There's no actual examples from um, different people in your organization talking about how the organization has supported them. So for us, I mean, that's a huge opportunity and something that companies are still really missing. The companies that do this very well, um, you know, Dell Technologies, we did a project with them that was global this, this past year, and like it just ended. And their cultural overview video without even trying is basically all about diversity <laughs> because they live it. So it's right. everywhere. Every right. story has some element of that. Um, so I'd say they do it really well. I think Capital One does it really well as well. They focus a lot on blogs and employee stories. So it's pretty insightful. Right. Um, but there's still a lot of opportunity uh, opportunity for all of us to improve. Well, that that statement in and of itself isn't a bad statement. We we you know we care about diversity and inclusion. Fantastic. It's the statements or really the paragraph after that that then yeah. shows the examples of, you know, we now have an annual diversity and inclusion report highlighting where we're succeeding and where we need improvement. You know, like 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 literally showing you know examples uh and like this so the statement in and of itself isn't a bad statement it's it's the problem is is people um have thought that that's it you hit period there and you don't have to talk about that anymore whereas that's that's actually the mistake for candidates is they get to there and they want they yearn to see the examples yes I, I agree. And it's, it's a great statement. We say the same kind of like when we're talking yeah. about the storytelling mistakes, candidate or um, employee storytellers that say, I can bring my whole self to work, great yeah. work-life balance. These are great things to say. These Fantastic. are great things to write. 100%. You just need to show the thing because work-life balance for one person is different for another. It's exactly Bring right. your whole self to work is different. You know, like, the, can I wear like my, like, yeah. you know, Total Blitz Rocket t-shirt to work? Great. Yeah. Can I yeah. not? Yeah. You know, it depends. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I don't, it's, it's funny because what I've, what I've told people about this particular topic before I said, okay, instead of hitting a period at the end of that, so I can bring my whole self to work, uh, make it a colon. Mm-hmm. And now, now give, now give the parentheses, uh, one through seven examples of how you can do that. Yeah. 
and it, real examples from things that happened. That's know? right. So don't just make like theoretically we could have, you know. <laughs> you could ride your you bicycle to work. Bring your You could ride your bike. You could, yeah. Bring your dog. That's also like pretty sure. That's a good thing. I I think uh, one of the things that I, I I as we talk about this and and the mistakes that you listed are are fantastic. I know the audience is going to learn from those, uh, so I'm not super worried about that. But when when we talk about authentic stories, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to obviously we're trying to portray as authentic stories, how do you how do you blend the positive with some of the things that maybe were some of the bumps in the road? So take you you given the example about mentorship, mm-hmm. uh, women in tech, and then going into some examples of here's here's how they here's how this company actually supports that uh, mm-hmm. mentorship. Well, what if you know the first three mentors weren't great, but the yeah. fourth mentor mentor was lights out, fantastic. Like, how do we tell that story, which seemingly blends uh, the positive with some of the negative or some of the bumps in the roads, if you will? I might. So I, I, ha- I do have an exact example, but I think the way I would frame that if I was trying to tell candidates about those experiences is to frame it as if it's like an organization, as, as long as it's true, but yep. the organization learning, this is what used to happen. And right. then this positive thing happened. And now we have this mentorship program that that awesome mentor leads, you know, it, like, it's yeah. almost like the organization has to learn. It's, it's, um, and of course we don't want the, the whole point is to, is to make it true, but also have that right. cultural takeaway. There has to be something. So it's not just lamenting about the things that didn't work. It's more like how the organization will handle, handle that. You know? I like that. I like and that. There, we we ha- got a great story from a, a woman in tech at Expedia. And her story was, I was in a meeting. Um, we were talking about this and she was very specific about the technical problem, which is great for technical people. <laughs> and she is, you know, she's sharing her real experience. This is the technical problem. I had an idea. I wasn't comfortable sharing it. So I didn't. And then in my one-on-one with my manager, uh, a couple of weeks later, I mentioned my idea and he said, that's an awesome idea. Um, why didn't you mention it during our discussion? She said, I didn't feel comfortable because what if it was a really stupid idea? And he was able to spot and dismantle it immediately. Like, Oh, it's not, it's not going to be a stupid idea. You need to share it. Like, that's what you're, yeah. we're counting on you, you know? To, so the way that her manager handled her being vulnerable and, yeah. you know, he was, he, she, this is like what immediately came to the forefront of us talking with her about how wonderful it was that she really shifted her perspective of, of how she participated in meetings at work. I love that. I love that. And it's nuanced, uh, but it's also very important for people to see and hear those examples because, you know, everyone's, everyone's been through, you know, those, you know, everyone's been through those things, but, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning, seeing yourself somewhere in this process. And again, this, you know, yourself can be a lot of different things, right? So uh, how you view yourself at that particular point in your career, uh, seeing stories and hearing stories and listening and all of that to, to things that you can, that resonate with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's also, you know, to tying to one of those mistakes is leaving out those personal details. Right. Um, if, if employees are willing to share and you've, you've done the work to create an environment that's safe for them to share, and it makes sense to, you know, we've worked with some companies that at the end of the day, even though they've bought a storytelling project, they've said, oh, we don't want to include, you know, some <laughs> of these, even though the, the employees 
totally cool with it. Like they want to share, they want to tell candidates. And when you leave out some of the personal details, people cannot, first of all, um, put themselves in the person's shoes and imagine themselves there. And also they can't relate to a co future coworker or hiring manager. Um, so that's don't strip those personal details when talking so, about life at work. So how do you combat the, um, the client or the person that you interact with this as well? We don't want to get too personal because what if they leave? Right. Oh, this is my favorite question. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite thing because there's a, there's a two different ways to really think about that. And that's a real problem. You know, you right. don't want your content to be stale. Um, so on one hand, in my opinion, if you use an employee story, it's, it's a story. It's something that happened. Like that person from Expedia, if they left tomorrow, that still happened. That, yeah. That's still part of the culture of Expedia. That's, that still happened. Um, if she left, it's okay to still use it. Um, but you should be creating content on the regular anyway, because your culture will change and experiences will change. And so you should, you know, you should be swapping these things out. That said, unless someone leads, you know, in a blaze of glory, yeah, <laughs> where, right. uh, you know, it's okay to still use their content. And in every project, legally, everyone is signing, saying that like they understand the company owns their content. So right. it, it's okay to keep using it as long as it's still true about your culture. So okay right. keep it up. So what mistakes when we talk about culture, you know, I know a lot of people are trying to rethink culture. They're, you know, with remote work and through COVID and et cetera. Yeah. You know, COVID uh, has gotten people to rethink, you know, maybe the lunches and the bean bags and, yeah. the, and the, you know, the, the stuff at the office. Maybe that isn't culture. How have you, have you seen people talk about, and, and again, we're talking about mistakes. Mm -hmm. how, have you, how have you seen people talk mistakenly about their culture? Ooh. Um. I think uh, a, a specific example I'm thinking of, and this also goes to like making sure you provide that cultural takeaway that like the candidate can understand how this fits into like the larger message is people sharing stories where they don't actually understand the implications. Right. So for, for example, we talked with a leader of a company and he was so proud of the fact that during a national disaster, he had, you know, this company is maybe a thousand employees and six of them were in this area where there was a natural disaster. And um, they, this is a consulting company. They could not go into work because of this, this natural disaster. So the leader was saying, was so excited to share the story about how everybody in the company um, donated vacation time so that these six employees, you know, could deal with their personal lives during a natural disaster. And how wonderful is that, that everyone donated the time off. And I said, that is great, except perhaps a candidate may think, why couldn't you, the company, just, <laughs> just you know, right? right? Like, yeah, like why, if it's six people and it's a natural disaster, you can't give them a week off, you know, like, <laughs> like why do other, other employees have to, so that's kind of like, hey, just thinking this through, uh, maybe if, if that's true, first of all, if that's true, that is great because it is telling candidates, hey, this is a place that's very black and white. You have the time, you don't. You yes. know what I mean? It's yeah. very, like, they're not going to do you any favors, you know, this, like, this is it, you know, this like, is, this is what it is. This is so, Hitler sending folks to the Russian front in, in the winter and then giving them extra socks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Right. 
fantastic. And maybe that, again, hey, at least this is that if that's the reality, but it's like you, you might need to clarify if that's not the story, you know, like you might need to. So I'd say that that's, um, I'm not necessarily seeing that happening, you know, happening like related to COVID, but just in general, right. I think that's, that's a mistake when talking about culture, not realizing that the little story you take can be extrapolated into a larger message and you just need to make sure that it's, co- that it, it's cohesive. It makes sense. Yeah. And uh, culture for me, it's, it's, it's also backed up by the experience, right? So mm-hmm. a great story of openness and uh, integrity and kindness or whatever the bits are. And then all of a sudden you don't feel that when you interact with them, uh, you know, what's again, candidates, you know, they're, you know, candidates interact with recruiters and they're abrupt. Yeah. And it's like, well, your values and what the stories and everything that kind of got me to fall in love with you over here tells me one story, yet my experience didn't back that up. And it's almost like, again, I, I what I want to happen and <laughs> is that like everything is, makes sense what you see here is what you get like that That's right. but it but it almost i mean thinking about like you know what have i been saying living in the you know living in the positive amongst some stuff it could be that that's great alarm bell for someone like okay that's not you know yeah. i thought it was this already in the very first conversation i see it's not great i'm out you know yeah. i'm opting out yeah yeah i mean but they, i don't yeah. want to do fake content i definitely don't want to be you know misleading messages but no so, so in an effort to create clarity in, in our stories, we make mistakes along the way. Um, are some of the mistakes actual mistakes or are they, have you, have you interacted with people that, again, you know, lipstick on a pig, it's a bad company. It's just a bad, it's just a bad, it's, it's a poorly run company. Let's just say it like that. It's a poorly run company and the stories aren't great. So what does that person do? That's a good question. I'd say if that's the case, you have bigger problems than recruitment marketing. Like you got to right. start inside. Right. And, and, and that's a very, you know, like a, a, a luxury thing to say, but right. it's like, you got bigger problems. You can't start talking to people about your culture if it's, if it's really broken, you know? Right. Um, and you right. could highlight all the brokenness. And, and that might be okay, but I think that like, let's not, let's actually do the work to make the company better before we, you know, but I, but it's hard because those companies need people too. They need, you know, they, they, do. Need to... they do. I would probably, my advice would be, okay, well then tell about the brokenness until, yeah. you know, your pathway to recover from the brokenness and yeah. you need good people to help, you know, with that recovery. Okay. You know, if, if I know that at least, at least I've know a bit of the truth. Oh, I, I'm with you there. I think the challenge is if you're saying that leadership is broken and they don't see it and they're not going to change, you know, like I think uh, one of my personal examples from this is when I was in the final stages at a company, I sent in, they were, they made it very clear. Like we've never had a recruiting organization. We're drowning. It's HR doing this. We need someone to come in and like build something. We're overwhelmed. That's attract. That's attractive to someone like me. Who's a builder. Like, Oh yeah. Like that sounds great. Well then in the last round, I had sent in my um, W-2 information to verify my salary and they didn't get it. And so I called and I said, oh, I faxed that in again. This was like faxing days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, oh, refax it. Repeat the number, faxed it. They gave me the wrong fax number. So I was sending in all of my personal information to another random company in DC. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know? nice. yeah. And 
I was thrilled. I was like, I, you really need me. If this is the candidate experience and I'm here to like build it. And you're like, you're saying that we, we acknowledge that we need someone to help us. Like, that's awesome. As long as the company's acknowledging, like you, we need help. Like you've got to come change it as opposed to like, yeah, it's broken and we feel good about it. You know? <laughs> like, so I'm with you for like, let's share the broken stories as long as they are trying to fix it. Like we're yes. investing in you, the candidate that's going to come make the change as opposed to we feel like we're doing okay, you know, and it's like, clearly they're not doing okay. Are, are some of the best stories that you've seen, or is there, is there vulnerability laced oh, yeah. into their? Yes. There's one of my very favorite stories, which I mean, it, the person um, shared about, and, and yeah, this is probably my favorite story that we've ever collected, um, uncovered was, um, and it was to show the value of love at a company, one of the company's values was love. And there's this woman who um, had just moved to Texas, accepted a brand new job, didn't have friends or family, you know, moved for the job. And very soon into working at this new company, she had a medical emergency. So she had to call her manager and said, I'm on the way to the hospital, I won't be in at work. And she was really scared because she was lonely you know, didn't know anyone, didn't have friends or family going into like a scary medical situation. And when she woke up, her manager was actually like in the waiting room, hospital waiting room, That's wanting love. to be there. Oh yeah. I mean, and she's bawling. It's so vulnerable. We're crying. And we said to her, like, we can refilm this if it's uncomfortable. The fact, yeah, this is a great mm -hmm. emotional story. Clearly you do want to, she did want to share it. Yeah. And she's like, no, this is like, I don't care if I'm crying. This was an emotional yeah. thing, you know, yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, don't, and don't hide. That's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. And she went on to say, you know, we cut this from the story because it, we wanted it to be, to, to move fast just, but one of the other important things is that the company gave her best friend at work, you know, who like the relationship she had at work, the closest relationship at work, the day off the next day. So they could come and spend time in the hospital with her too. So they even took it a, a step further. Um, and, and yeah, it was just a beautiful, wonderful story. So, well, it, you know, the point is not to be cheap is not to like make people cry, you know, but no. every single time we, you know, like every, <laughs> no. there's lots of emotional stuff happening that organizations are stepping up, especially now, you know, again, you know, you want to see yourself in that and if you want to see some of that vulnerability as well. Yeah. Um, this has been fantastic and time flew. I knew it would. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And I also appreciate everything you've schooled us on today. Well, thanks for, thanks for talking. You're an awesome interviewer. And this felt like, you know, us at a coffee shop, maybe outside the coffee shop, six feet apart. But. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> on the coffee fun. shop. <laughs> yeah, in, that's true. In Amsterdam, in Amsterdam yeah, it's a different coffee <laughs> shop experience. Right, exactly. Um, well, th thanks again, Lauren. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thanks for everyone for listening. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.